the afterlife. Have you ever had the thought, what happens when I die? You know, there's some people who are afraid to die. There's many uh, who are not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. I know where that I'm going. I have my eternity secured. I know uh, that, that Jesus is in my heart. But uh, you know what? A lot of people don't have that faith. They're afraid to die. There's a lot of people that want to go to heaven, but they're afraid to die to get there. Next week, we're going to talk about death. That dying process. Um, but today, we're going to talk about eternal realities. There's a lot of opinions out there. There's a lot of different people teaching a lot of different things. There's a lot of ideals. There's a lot of philosophy. And uh, we're going to look at some of those today. I'm going to tell you uh, what some other people think. And I'm going to tell you what, what the Bible says. It's not necessarily what I think. I know what I believe. See, it doesn't matter what I think. There's a lot of people uh, think, and their thinking is wrong. Uh, what do you believe? And what is that belief based on? And uh, there, there, there is a difference. There, let's, let me go ahead and say right up front, there is a heaven, and there is a hell. And eternity... Is forever. Life. Is just a short period of time. Your lifetime. Every lifetime is different. You go to every cemetery. Every date is different. But that little dash in the middle. Is your life. The Bible says that it's like a vapor. It just rises and it's gone. It's like the grass. It grows and then it withers away. Then what? Then what? So there are some differences. There's a lot of questions. And I hope by the end of this month, uh, we're, we're going to look at a lot of questions, try to answer a lot of questions. Uh, there, you know what? I can't answer all questions. Everybody says, well, what about animals? Do, do animals go to heaven? Listen, I don't know about your little fluffy and your, your daisy and your, you know, bobo. And I, I don't know about that. I know that in the Garden of Eden, there were animals. The Bible says, I mean, God created all the animals. Specifically, He loves animals. He created them. Uh, in, in the new earth, and He said, you know, the lion will lay down with the lamb and the ox will eat straw and all. There's animals that I don't know about yours. I do think dog, all dogs go to heaven. I'm not sure about cats. I don't know. <laughs> she said cats go to heaven. So I don't know. So here's the deal. It's not in the Bible. I can't answer every single question. We'll all have differences of opinions. Uh, you know, there are a few dogs that when I grew up, they bit me. They're probably not going. But, yeah. That's just my opinion. So let's, let's try to stay away from, from, from that. We can argue all that kind of stuff. But let's talk about There's six basic views uh, concerning the afterlife. And we're going to look at some of those today. So what is a, uh, let's start out with the naturalist. What does the naturalist say? The naturalist say, when you die, you're done. 
Somehow, biologically, your cells came together and were formed and chemicals sparked together and, you know, those caused a reaction and uh, you begin to have brain function and you had the ability to learn and conduct life. But then one day you die, you decay, you become part of the earth. You're done. I don't believe that. Then there's, there's a lot of you that like recycling. Cycle your cans and your uh, all your other kind of stuff. And so there's the thought of reincarnation. This is like the ultimate recycling. You come back. That's why we were we were over in India. And uh, there's cows everywhere. And the cows in the road. And cows eating out of everybody's trash cans. And they're starving to death. But they won't eat a cow. Because that might be grandma or grandpa or uncle. or You know, and they're all into believing reincarnation. And they came back as this and that. And uh, it's just a recycling process. You're, you're brought into life and you take on different uh, various forms and different generations, multiple generations of you. There's the cosmic destiny belief that we all just become one with the universe. This is a, a, a real new age um, view. That's number three, uh, Rachel. Uh, cosmic destiny. We just become one with the universe. We're a, it's just a giant uh, cosmic uh, cosmos out there. And uh, we're just going to go and uh, become drawn into this massive darkness. And we, we might twinkle. We might become a star. We might something that's just a, a, a new age thought. What do we believe here at the Lord's house? What do I believe personally as a Christian? The Christian faith believes... That faith is the key to heaven and hell. And that components of faith and how you process those components, what you believe, how you believe, and how you practice it determines your destiny. We hold to the values and the teaching of the Bible. Then there's the uh, the thought of uh, purgatory. I, I know many of you come from a Catholic background. Uh, there's the thought of, of, of purgatory. Uh, that's not in the Bible. It's not a scripture. Uh, it was a thinking. It has been abused a lot by, by uh, people who have used it to gain money and, and to tell families that, uh, you know, not sure about your loved one, but if you'll make a donation, uh, we'll try to pray and maybe they can move out of that place and then on to heaven. That that teaching is not uh, in the Bible, but uh, it, it's a thought of the Catholic Church. Uh, then there's the universalist. And we're hearing a lot of this today. If we're not careful, we hear this beginning to creep into the church. All roads lead to God. We worship differently. We may call him this or call him that or, you know, we're, we're all, but everybody, they're, they're, they're doing it different, but we're all ultimately headed in the right way. I was talking uh, to a young lady this morning who's telling me a little bit. She grew up in, uh, as a Jehovah's Witness. She said their, their thinking and their thought pattern is that, you know, if you're a good Jehovah's Witness and you've been out there knocking doors and you're, you're the best of the 144,000 and then when you die, you'll get to go. Otherwise, you're just going to go in the grave and wait for the resurrection. And when the resurrection comes, if you were good enough, if you were 
you know, you, you knocked on enough doors and let enough people in, there's a possibility you might get resurrected. Otherwise, you just stay in the ground. And they don't believe in hell. Hell is just the grave. So there's all of these thought patterns. And there's many, many, many more. There's, there's hybrids of every one of these thoughts. These are the major thoughts out there in the world uh, being taught by different religions. But there's so many variations, just like in the church. There's so many variations of denominations and doctrines and this one teaching this and that. And people have all their views within there. But I want to declare to you today the, 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 the message of grace. Here's the thing. You know, Pastor, why would you tell us about all these other thoughts and not... Because, listen, everybody... Knows, thinks, believes, feels that there's something out there after death. Just a few thoughts that there's nothing. But most people think there's something. They just don't know what. But I'm here to declare to you today. I mean, if what I see in the Word of God, that I see the truth of Jesus, and there, there's got to be a, a balance. But I declare to you today, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 11 says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So many people are, are confused and, and they can see the here and the now, but they're afraid of what's to come. And they're afraid of, uh, of uh, where am I going to go? What am I going to spend eternity? What is it going to be like? And then we say, well, what about people that's never heard? He said that he has planted eternity in every human heart. People know deep down that this is not all there is to life. Those who think and feel that way have got to be pretty miserable. Because sometimes this life is not all fun and games. It's not all bed of roses. It's not everything that we could point it out to be. And we look at people and we look at and we say, well, everybody's trying to, 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 to reach fame and fortune and popularity. And then you look at those who have reached those statuses and you see the misery and the woe and the trouble in their lives and the, uh, the addictions and the, the, the tr- family trouble. And then they commit suicide and we go, how? Because stuff doesn't make you happy. Only Jesus. Can reach down and take a human heart. Black with sin. Hopeless for eternity. And give us hope. He's planted eternity in every human heart. So what are the eternal realities? Let's just begin to look at them here. Number one, if you're filling in your little sheet. There is more to life than this life. Does that make anybody happy? I know some people in this life have had it pretty well. Others have had it pretty hard. Some are in between. But I'm telling you, I'm excited to know that there's more to life 
than just this life. I mean, people believe that there's something bigger, something better. Life is meant to be lived on a a higher term, a a bigger plane. There's more to me. There's, There's more to my talents and my gifts and my abilities than just what I'm using here. There's more than what I see. There's more than what I feel. There's more to life. Number two, our spirit... And our soul aren't disposable. I'm telling you, the devil, he is all about using people to suck life out of them. And when he's got what he can get out of them, he'll dispose of you. He'll throw you away. He'll toss you to the side. All of his promises are empty. He's never able to complete anything. And he leaves people feeling sad and sorrowful. And that's why they feel hopeless and depressed. And they give up on life because they feel like they're disposable. But I want to tell you today, amen, you're not disposable. You are precious. Amen. God breathed his very breath and his very life into your lungs and you became A living soul. I didn't just start out as a blob. I didn't start out as an animal. Uh, Though my brother, uh, sister told me all my life that they got me at the zoo. Cut my tail off. Make me cry. Run to mama. But I found out later that wasn't true. I was formed and created in God's image. I'm a child of God. And I'm created with a purpose. We're spirit beings. This is not all there is. This is flesh and blood. But you, amen, are more than this body. This body is just a tent that we've been given for a period of time. We are soul, mind, will, and emotions. We're spirit. That part of God that He breathed into us. And that soul and that spirit, the real us. Did you know the spirit world was here before the natural world? The spirit world is more real than what we see and feel today. And we will live on. We'll talk about this on down the road. We'll have glorified bodies. But the soul and the spirit will live on forever somewhere. Hebrews 4 says only God can divide between the soul and the spirit. We look at people, all we can see is this. So many times right now in our country, people just see this. They just, they're just seeing the skin color. But I'm telling you, amen, we're way more than skin color. Amen, we got we go far beyond. We're all spirit and we're soul and it goes way beyond. And God is the only one, amen, that knows the difference. And He has created you. He gets it. He understands. There's more to life. There's more To the afterlife. He's got it all planned out. He's got a big plan. And man, we just don't get it sometimes. Number three. We are eternal beings. How long are we going to live? I don't know. 
Some people live very short. Some people live very long. Uh, just by a show of hands, does anybody here have a friend over a hundred? No one. So we can safely say, you're probably not going to live to be a hundred. Few do. Most don't. So where are you at? I'm 52. So I've already lived more than half my life. But many make, didn't make it to a hundred. Many go much younger. We're not promised, the Bible says, we're not promised tomorrow. Every day that we wake up and we breathe breath and we live, we're living on the grace and the mercy of God. But when we take our last breath and our soul and our spirit leave this body, where is it going to spend eternity? John 3.16 says that whoever believes in Jesus will have what? Eternal life. There's so many, so many of the religions out there. They don't know about eternity. They don't know about eternal life. They're not sure. They just have speculation. And there's hope. And there's maybes. But Jesus gave us specific, definite information that if we believe in Him, we will have eternal life. Number four, we cannot evade responsibility. There's nothing you can do to not go into eternity. There's nothing you can do to evade the hereafter, the afterlife. You say, well, I don't believe it. That's not going to get you out of it. There's not a holding room for people who just didn't believe it. Oh, you didn't believe? Oh, I'm sorry. You'd go over here to the waiting room and just stay there for eternity. No. Your thinking pattern, what you say, how you, what, what, what you preach, it's not going to change it. Eternity is what it is. And you're going to have to face it one day. What we do or don't do in this life will impact where you spend eternity. Let me say that again. What you do or don't do in this life will affect, impact, and determine your eternity. Number five. We have been given a will. Did you know God could have created us all as robots? We could have all showed up here today, all walked in. I love Jesus. Yes, I do too. Amen. Hallelujah. And we just, we're programmed to do it. We don't have any emotion attached to it. But God gave us a free will. There's many even that will go as far as to say that, they're, that they're, there's predestination of heaven and hell. I do not believe that. I believe what he predestined was that Jesus would be the way of salvation 
And as many as called on the name of the Lord should be saved. But he hadn't just determined before everybody's born, you're going to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell, you're going to heaven. You're... And then no matter what we do in our life, we can't change that. That's not free will. That's not the way God created us. He created us with the ability to choose. He did not want a group of people. Would it mean anything to you if you had a spouse that had no choice but to love you? They didn't choose you. They're just stuck with you. What makes a relationship work? It's when we choose one another. And through the good times and the bad, we keep making that same choice. What happens when one person decides not to choose that anymore? That relationship ends. Because one person decided, they chose with their own free will, not to be there anymore. It doesn't mean anything. It wouldn't mean anything to God if He had a whole bunch of people just created to worship Him. That wouldn't be relationship. And He created us to have relationship with Him. And He wants us to choose to have that relationship. You've been given a free will. You decide every day how you'll live your life. This morning, you woke up and you decided to come to church. You, Most of you, there's a few of you maybe here against your will. Your mama, your daddy, your grandma, grandpa, or your spouse said you're going whether you want to or not. I, I, when I was a kid, I had a drug problem. I was drugged to church every time the door opened. That was my drug problem. I didn't have a choice. It amazes me how days people give their kids choices on what to do. They're the kid. They do what you tell them to do. Until they become an adult and then they have the ability to choose. But right now, God gave us the choice. You, you, you have a choice to choose life and death. Isn't it amazing? I love God for this. He gives tests. Only two answers. And he tells you the correct one. I mean, how many would like a professor to do that? I mean, we would ace every test, wouldn't we? Jesus made it very simple. Choose you this day. Choose life or death. Choose life. I mean, you've got two choices. Life, death. Here's the answer. Choose life. And there's still many people going, I think I'll take death. I, I, I think I'll take destruction. I, I, I think I'll take eternity without God. And guess what? He allows it. Why? Because we have a free will. You can do things that make people feel happy. You can do things... That make people feel sad. You can be obedient. You can be disobedient. You can obey the law. 
You cannot obey the law. But there's consequences. How many of those in life? There's consequences to our decisions. Here's the deal. Everybody in this building this morning that works has a job. You have the free will to not go to work tomorrow. Matter of fact, you can choose not to go to work all week long. And your boss has the free will to choose not to employ you anymore. You'll be like the man that came home early and his wife said, why, why are you home early? He said, well, I came home because of something my boss said. She said, what did he say? He said, you're fired. <laughs> you get to choose. So see, this thing is very simple. You get to choose where you spend eternity. You get to choose your afterlife. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 19. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live well. Man, come on. Choose life, choose death, choose blessings, choose cursings. But man, I want you to choose life. But you still have the option. To choose death. You see, Adam had the choice. Now, I don't know why God gave him that choice. If I was God, I, I would have had angels with flaming swords of fire. I mean, I'd have had dragons. I'd have had a moat. I'd have had all kind of traps around that tree. But God didn't. God simply said... Everything in this garden you can eat except that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat it. The day you eat it, you'll surely die. We have no idea how long Adam and Eve lived in that garden. Could have been years, tens of years, hundreds of years, thousands of years. We don't know. But little by little... Somehow the serpent got in and began to say and implant in Eve's heart, in her mind, did God really say? See, it just starts with a doubt. And then it moved further into the reason God don't want you to eat that tree is because you'll be like God. That is the day that Eve should have looked at the devil and said, I cannot be any more like God than I am right now. Created in His image, in His likeness. I talk to Him every day. We have relationship. I know what He said I could do and what I couldn't do. He gave me a choice. And I choose life. But little by little by little by little, the Bible says Eve was deceived. She saw the tree was good to eat. She tasted it, it was sweet to eat. Same thing that gets us today, this guy, people back there. The lust of the eye, the lust of flesh, and the pride of life. You can be like God. 
We already are created in His image. We already have the breath of God within us. In that moment, when they chose to disobey God, they begin. Now, they didn't die that day. She didn't take a bite and drop dead. But she began to age. She began to die. Then they were put out of the garden. Then God put an angel with a flame of sword there. Why? Because he did not want them to get back to the tree of life. That would help them live forever. Because he did not want man to live forever in that sinful state. But once again, in that new earth, during that millennial reign, that tree of life will be back. And the Bible says people will eat of those trees for the, for the healing of the nations. And they'll live forever. But it was a choice. Though we can't ever get mad and we can't get angry. Why they do that? Because of a choice. The exact same reason you make bad choices today. It's because you choose to. Sometimes even knowing the consequences. Isn't it amazing how we can know the consequences and do it anyway? Number six. As Christians, we know the decisions we make on earth determine our destiny beyond this life. Not saying everybody believes that, but as Christians, what do we believe? What does the Bible teach us? That our decisions that we make here, the way we act, the way we talk to others, the way we treat other people, everything that we do, our choices here, determine our rewards, determine our eternity, determines where we spend that eternity, and the blessings that we get there. The decisions you're making right now. Listen to me. The decision you're making at this very moment. Because you have a decision right now. You can tune in and say, what is this guy saying? Is he right or is he wrong? Or you can say, I choose to turn it off. I choose to think about where I'm going to eat lunch. I choose to think about what I'm going to do next week. Listen. The choice is yours. Many people made the choice not to come today. That was their choice. We live in a free country. You can do what you want to. That's the way free will works. But we are eternal beings. We cannot evade the responsibility of eternity. And our choices have ramifications. I see so many over and over and over. I see parents that will not, will not, will not take their kids to church. Will not send their kids to camp. Will not, amen, bring their kids to youth events. And then the child gets up and starts getting in all kind of trouble. And then they run to us and they say, oh, pastor, what can we do about my kid? Well, we can't go back and change your decisions. Now, we're going to pray for them. We're going to talk to them. We're going to try to lead you from here. We're going to pray God brings them back. But you had a responsibility and you had a decision to raise them up, to teach them right, to get them in the house of God, to send them to every camp, to do everything you could before they got in that mess. 
But we like to evade our responsibility and wait until the consequences. How many of you have a lead foot? Do you like to get in your car? We just like to drive as fast as we want to. Until the red and blue lights show up. And then we feel bad about it. And then we're, oh, I'm so sorry. And, oh, I didn't mean to. And all. <laughs> we have a lot of excuses, don't we? But the fact of the matter is, we chose. <coughs> There's many times that my wife will tell me sometimes, you're speeding. And there's, there's times that I, I'm not paying attention, but there's sometimes I say, I know. I know exactly how fast I'm going. I'm going that fast on purpose. So guess what? When I get the ticket, I cannot fuss. I cannot complain. I can't blame it on anybody else. I chose to drive that fast. But, you know, isn't it amazing? I've never really got a speeding ticket for going really, really fast. I've only got speeding tickets for going like, you know, 36 or 42. Only problem, they were 25 or 30 mile zones. So it doesn't matter what the speed was. If you broke the law, you're guilty. And we're going to all stand before God. And we're going to go, but God, I just sinned a little bit. But the wages of sin is death. Whether you sinned a little bit or you sinned a lot. So you see, your, your choices have ramifications. So do I believe there's a heaven? Yes, I do. Do I believe that there is a hell? Yes, I do. But did you know what? In a recent survey of Christians, many Christians were unsure if hell really existed. Yet, Jesus talked about it more than anyone. He singly mentioned it more than anyone else in the Bible. Why? Because He didn't want people to go there. Hell is real. There's only a perception of heaven and hell that comes from, from comic books and comes from TV. They give you all these perceptions and then they tell you, oh, well, it's just make-believe. We, we, we start thinking of it and we, we, we watch TV and we do this and we read this and, and then we read the Bible and we put it all in the same category. It's the devil's business. If you don't see it for what it really is, you won't respond appropriately. If there's no real motivation to go to heaven, why do you want to go? If there's no real motivation to stay out of hell, what do you have? You see, when we realize what hell really is, what it's really about, we'll do anything in the world to keep people from going there. If we just had a glimpse, just one moment. We're going to talk more about that in the weeks to come. But you see, God God felt the exact same way. And God said, I can't allow. I can't not do something. And God so loved the world that He gave 
His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, heaven, many perceive heaven as just the ultimate pleasure factor. You know, you see this? Uh, we're all going to go to heaven and everybody's floating around on clouds and we all got a little harp and we got little angel wings and we're all fat for some reason. I don't, that don't sound much like heaven. I don't know. We're going to be cloud surfing and harp playing and basically I just got my get out of hell free card. That's not what heaven is all about. That was number one, Rachel. Go slip one more slide. Go ahead and go to number two. Heaven, that's not what heaven is. Because see, that is all about us. Can I tell you, heaven is not all about you. I didn't even get one amen on that. Heaven is not all about you. Heaven is about a relationship with God. Heaven is where the will of God is fully demonstrated. Why in the world, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is done perfectly in heaven. We can't hardly get do God's will down here. It confuses us. How in the world are we going to do it there? But heaven is about a relationship with God. It's not about all of you. Heaven is living out eternity in a meaningful way. It's being loved. It's having everything we need. It's God using our talents and our abilities. It's what we find out where we were truly created for. We're going to have something to do. It's about relationship with God. It's about, I mean, it's a place where there's no night. There's no, uh, there, there's no darkness. There's only light. And there's, there's no light like these. The Son of God is the light. And there's worship. Woo! Number three. If you don't want a little God down here, you're not going to like heaven because it's a lot of God. I've heard people say, well, I don't go to, I don't come to church too early because they worship too long. I just want to slip in and just get the word. Listen, if you don't like a little worship down here, you're not going to like heaven. 24 hours a day, around the clock, the angels are worshiping, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And we won't be able to wait to get there, to join in and worship. But man, if you don't like to worship down here... It might be a little uncomfortable for you. I can't take much, Pastor. I can only take a little bit. Wow. Heaven's about... It's a, it's a lot of God. Here's some people can't take a lot of God. Not going to like heaven. God It's God-centered. It's God-focused. There's no need for the light. Revelation 21 said the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of the God illuminates the city and the Lamb is the light. Matthew 7, 21. He said, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father shall enter. You see, all roads do not lead to heaven. Everybody doesn't get to go just because you're born in America. America's a Christian nation. 
Everybody in America is a Christian. Did you know that's what a lot of other countries think? But that's not true. It's about relationship. It's about your choices. You see, I know a lot of people. I, I, we were just talking, just we, we saw the Mount Rushmore and we were talking about uh, when we got to go to Sturgis with our friend Kenny and did a bike ministry there and rode our bikes out to Mount Rushmore and saw the, all of that and rode all around and we were there doing a bike wash. We washed every kind of bike from Hell's Angels down just to fun, you know, weekend riders. They all came in there and got their bikes washed and free ice cream and bratwurst and boots shined. And we gave them a Bible and we talked to them about Jesus and saw a lot of people. But as we were there, a big bus, because there was a line. We were right off the main strip and there was a line miles long of people trying to get downtown. The traffic was barely moving and this big, beautiful bus. You could tell this wasn't your average person. Uh motor home, you know, and that bus was stopped right there waiting, and all of a sudden the doors opened, and out ran this man. Now, we all had on these shirts, and uh, I, I can't hardly remember right now, but it said something about Jesus or something, and uh, I, I, it's been so many years ago. Anyway, this guy run off the bus, he ran up there to us, read our shirts, and he said, I love Jesus, and uh, we looked at him, we was like, oh my goodness, it was Billy Ray Cyrus. He come there and everybody got around and we took pictures and stuff. So, I've met Billy Ray Cyrus. I know Billy Ray Cyrus. But if I went right now and saw him somewhere and I walked up and said, Hey, Billy, good to see you. He would go, What's your name? He don't know me. There's a lot of people that say they know God. They've heard a story about God. They came to church and they heard the preacher preaching about God. They know a lot about God. But he said, in that day, there will be many who cry, Lord, Lord. They're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because he said, I never knew you. Because it boils down to one thing. Is your name written in the book? On Judgment Day, he said there'll be many that say we've cast out devils in your name and demons in your name. We've done miracles in your name. And he'll say, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks God's laws. You workers of iniquity. See, if you don't know him, if you don't know him here, you're not going to know him there. You don't get to wait to get there to get to know him. you got to know him here. You've got to accept Him here. You've got to receive Him here. Matthew 8, 12 says, those from whom the kingdom was prepared will be thrown into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I believe in a literal hell. Fire. The Bible says the worm dieth not. The, the anguish. It's all. But there's a lot of people that say, well, it's just, it's just a metaphor for what uh, was or what's good, what it's going to be like. But let's just talk. Let's say if it was a metaphor. Let's, let, let's say what if. 
What if all the metaphors of hell is simply God giving them what giving people what they want? A life without Him. You know, that's basically what people are saying. That's basically what people want. God, we don't want you. We want to do our own thing the way we want to do it. Did you know, I, I'm not positive, but the theme, th- the theme song of hell could be like Frank Sinatra used to sing. I have nothing against Frank. Love Frank. Song's okay. But it could be, I did it my way. There's a lot of people standing before God. And they said, I did it my way. Listen, you don't get to do it your way. We have, we have a choice. You can choose your way, but there's consequences. Or you can choose God's way. He said, they'll be thrown into outer darkness where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. He said that he'll throw the wicked into a fiery furnace where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said in 20, uh, 22, 13, bind his hands and feet, throw him into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. What if outer darkness is just where God's presence is not? I'm going to tell you, there, there's, there's a darkness in this world. There's darkness all around the world. The Bible says in heaven, there's no need for light because God's there. So in hell, if God's not there, there's no what? There's no light. And there's utter darkness. God's presence is not known. If you don't know God's presence, if you don't know, if you have never felt God's presence, if you don't feel that love that God has, that's going to be hell. So many people hate darkness. They, 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 want, they, they kind of have to have some light on. You think this world is corrupt? You think it's dark? Wait until you end up in a place to where God is not. That's going to be dark. What about that burning fire? Maybe it's people's unimpeded desires. They, you, you get there and they're going to burn. The Bible says that men even down here on earth are they burned with lust. And God just allows them all the cravings, the desires to just burn within people. Yet never satisfied. That would be a miserable existence. If there wasn't literal fire burning. Maybe that weeping and gnashing of teeth is living knowing that you have all these desires, yet they never be fulfilled. You know what? Right now, people, what drives people with passion, what drives people to go on and do things great is because they feel like if I work hard enough, I I, I can attain a goal. But if you thought, listen, if you thought for a moment that you were going to go to work and work for the rest of your life and they were never going to pay you, you would feel pretty hopeless and you wouldn't want to go work on that job. But what if you had to spend eternity Switch to that next one, Rachel. And then we're going to switch, switch on quickly. What if you had to say to spend eternity with all those passions, all that lust, all that desire, all the things that you wanted to do in life, and you never could be fulfilled? That might bring some tears, too. Along with that reality of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Look at Matthew 25, 41. 
Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. Can I just tell you this morning, everybody watching, hell was never created for us. It was never created for human beings. Hell was created for the demons and the devil who made war with God, who could come against God and, and, and caused a falling away. He created hell and cast them. And Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Hell was created for that rebellion and for those. It's never created for you. So how do people end up there? You see, man was intended to have relationship with God. I created you, God said, to know you, to spend time with you. And I don't just want to spend time with you here. I want to spend time with you for eternity. Wow. He, God never intended me to go to hell? No. Listen, if people persist in wanting a life without God, He'll honor them. Did you know that? See, that's how God is. He does not force Himself upon us. If you want a life without God, He'll let you have it. But is that really what you want? Romans 1.24 This word where it said God abandoned, that word is surrendered. It's like waving the white flag. It's like God giving up and say, I've done everything I can do. And now I'm just going to surrender and I'm going to let you have your will. God abandoned them to do what shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. They worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Can I get an amen? amen? God is worthy. He said, but I've done everything I can do. I gave my son. My son died on the cross. I have done everything I can do to keep you from going to hell, from to have an eternal life in heaven. But if you are bound and determined, if it is your will, to reject me and have a life without me, God says, I'll surrender and let you have whatever you want. Verse 26 says, that is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even women turning against the natural way to have sex and instead of indulge sex with each other. And men, instead of having normal sex relations with a woman, burned with lust after each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolishness to acknowledge God, He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things that should never be done. It was never God's intentions or desire not to have a relationship with men. But if men and women will push and push and push God away and say, we don't want it your way. We don't want to do what we created to do. We don't want anything to do with you. We want to do what we want to do, how we want to do it. We want to do what feels good. It says God will surrender 
to your will and let you do whatever you want to do. But there's consequences to those actions. God the Father will let people have what they want. A life without Him. But can I tell you this morning? God sent His Son so that you can have a life with Him. He never wanted a life without you. It's few people. And we see in America today the rise of people shaking their fist and screaming at God and, and abandoning everything about God and wanting to tear down everything and even our very foundation of where we were founded on. Erase all thought. Erase all uh, wisdom. Erase all teaching in our schools. They want to erase God from the equation. And then when we erase God and then all of this crazy stuff happens... They want to turn around and blame God. You cannot have it both ways. You can't kick God out of your life. You, he says choose life or death, blessing and cursing. And then you choose death, you choose cursing and get mad when bad things happen to you. And blame God. Because God gave you the choice. You chose. But the good news is, you have an opportunity in this life, as long as there's breath in your lungs, as long as you're living, we have the opportunity to choose better. How many has ever chosen something, and then after you chose it, you wish you'd have chosen something else? I mean, how many times you go to a restaurant and wish, oh, I wish I went and ate somewhere else? You, you go see a movie. I wish I would say something. Listen, most things, when you choose bad, you don't have to eat it. You can put it down and go choose something else. But why is it we think, oh, well, I chose it now. But most of the time, so we paid for it. <laughs> I paid $5 for this bad meal. I'm going to eat it. Listen, if you've made bad choices in your life, it's grace, it's mercy. Amen, that God says, I'll let you choose again. As long as we're living until we stand before God, until life ends, we can make a different choice. A better choice. If you've been choosing death, choosing hell, you can choose life and eternity in heaven. Come on, make a new choice today. Make a better choice today. You can choose to live with Jesus. Don't choose to live without Him. Come on. There's a, there, there, there's a lie. We've we got to defeat this lie. Good people go to heaven. Bad people go to hell. Listen, that's not true. You cannot get to heaven on your good deeds. And bad deeds will not keep you out of heaven. What? Okay, what is sin? Sin's making a mistake, falling short of perfection. So let's, let me just ask you today, based on that, okay, sin, a bullseye, perfect sinner. Anything outside that, you missed it. It doesn't matter if you're on the board or you're off the board. Still miss the mark. 
That's sin. So this week, in the last seven days, how many of you would be honest and say, in some area, in your thought, in your words, in your actions, you missed the mark. You were not perfect this week. You failed in some area and sinned. Let me see your hand. Okay. So, we're all going to hell. But you say, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. I, I, I'm going to heaven. How do you know? Because I, I asked Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. And I confess my sins, ask Him to forgive me. And I'm forgiven. Okay. So that bad deed you did won't keep you out of hell. All right, I'm sorry. It won't send you to hell and it won't keep you out of heaven. But anybody do a good deed this week? Wow. Y'all all did something bad, but nobody did anything good. <laughs> I'm sure every one of you did something good, said something good, be it was a blessing. But guess what? That won't get you to heaven. The only thing that will get you to heaven is your faith in Jesus Christ. The reality is, rejecting or accepting Jesus determines your destiny. Luke 10, 20 says, Jesus said, rejoice because your name is written, is registered in heaven. Revelation chapter 20, I saw a great white throne and one sitting on it. The earth and the sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both small and great, stand before God's throne. The books were open, including the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recording in the books. The sea gave up its dead. Death and the grave gave up their dead. All were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Pastor, how do I get my name in the book? How do I register for eternity? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you would be saved. When you accept Christ as your Lord and your Savior, admit you're wrong, that you've made mistakes, that you failed, that you're weak. When you choose to have relationship with Him, He, can, he forgives all of your sin. Write your name in the book of life. You say, Pastor, it sounds like it's all more complicated than that. It, it could be all more complicated. But he made it so simple. I don't understand it all. I just know if I choose him, he'll choose me. If I confess him before men, he'll confess me before his father. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. I know there's a lot of you watching. Maybe you're here. And you say, but what if you're wrong? Okay, so I lived a very good life. I, I didn't go do crazy things. I didn't become an alcoholic or a drug addict. I didn't go out and kill people. I, I tried to treat everybody kind and fair and 
equal and I helped people and we fed the hungry and we taught our children not to kill and to steal and we lived a good life and we were fulfilled. I didn't become a heathen. I didn't... I, I was a good moral person. I have friends and family and I, I, I lived the best life. It's good. I had a good life. Happy. But what if I'm right and you're wrong? What if there is a God? There is a heaven. There is a hell. And you have to stand before God and pay the consequences for your decisions. And you're not ready. You see, that's the worst side to be on. Which will you choose? You see, next week, we're going to talk about death. I've been with a lot of people. I've held a lot of hands. I've with a lot of people who took their last breath. People are afraid of dying. We're going to talk about death next week. Today, we just laid out the, 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 the realities of eternity, of, of heaven and hell. There, there's... There's, there's so many scriptures. There's so many things we don't know. There's so much stuff we don't understand or know about heaven. There's so much stuff we don't understand and know about hell. We just know Jesus talked about both of them. And His plan from very start of creation was to have a relationship with you. And He wants to spend eternity with you. Have you Made your reservation. Have you registered for heaven? You know, it's, a, it's amazing right now with all that's going on. All of the places, all the parks. My son, uh, just they wanted to go out to Tyler State Park and they got there and they couldn't go in. They were full. All the reservations. People had made reservations and they got there and they checked them in. And once they reached capacity, they closed the gates. Nobody else could get in. You say, that, 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 that couldn't happen. Remember the ark? God, they preached for a hundred years. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. People say, it's not fair. God, don't get... God gave them a choice for a hundred years. They chose not to get on the ark. And then when it started raining, they came and knocked on the door, let me in. And they couldn't because God shut the door. And they all perished. There's no way God would send me to hell. You're absolutely right. God gave you a choice. If you go to hell, it's because you chose to go to hell. Because you could have made a reservation. You could have made it right now. But you chose to do it your way instead of God's way. So, there's no one will be able to blame God. Because when it comes to the end and God replays every life... People will see. See, people say, and I'm closing with this. I, I, I don't understand how my uncle, my aunt, my, my they, they were such good people. But see, God will replay the, 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 the life. That child going to vacation Bible school heard about Jesus, but said, hmm, not now. That teenager that went to camp and heard the cry, the gospel, and said, 
nah, I, 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 I do my thing. That adult that came to church on Easter and heard the gospel, but said, I don't need God. You see, they'll see and they'll know every single opportunity they had to choose. And they chose not to have relationship. No one will go to hell saying, I don't deserve to be there. They'll know why. But you don't have to. That's not God's destiny for you. Heaven is God's plan for you. Relationship here is God's plan for you. Love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, health, healing is God's plan for you. Will you choose blessings or cursings? Life or death? You choose today.